and welcome. I'm so glad you're here tuning in for another episode of Business Mastery with Tara Malel. This episode is going to be another deep dive to the point, no BS, on how we can upskill our own knowledge, enhance our strengths to expand our impact and share our passion with the world. Sit back, relax, and let's jump in. This week, I am honored to have Vicky Louise from Vicky Louise Coaching. Vicky helps female entrepreneurs manage their anxiety and stop procrastinating. Her style of coaching is tough and successful. It's a real no BS approach blended with neuroscience, evolutionary biology, life coaching tools, and tough love that teach people to understand their brain, rewire their thinking, and feel empowered to get things done. Vicky graduated from the London School of Economics and is the host of Fuck Anxiety and Get Shit Done podcast. Guys, this is a really, really straight to the point, exciting deep dive into our brains and how we can use it in a more productive way. Join us now. Exactly what you've been saying. We're talking about we need to reprogram and shift beliefs. Like what is actually happening below the surface as in in your subconscious mind right and then and then we go to something like anxiety which i also think you know and you're the expert in this knowing that anxiety and procrastination are linked i think anxiety is also um a more intense form of procrastinating why because it's preventing us from doing what we really want doing and getting ourselves in the way of ourselves pretty much. But tell me more a little bit about anxiety and how you see it presenting in um, entrepreneurs and even your own experience of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's a lot of misinformation about anxiety, right? Like mm. you really don't know anything about it. Even when you Google like the definition of anxiety, it says it's a feeling of unease, worry and overwhelm. Like what does that even mean? So if mm-hmm. I'm spinning out thinking something's going wrong and then I can't even identify exactly what it is because it's got this generic vague definition and then it spins people out into more and more what's wrong with me so when I work with people and how I teach about anxiety it's like you get to define it for yourself like what actually is it anxiety is a feeling it's a, we feel it in our body so mm. for me for example it's like a pounding of the chest a heat all over my body sometimes a, a lightness in my head where I need to put my head between my legs um mm. That could be a panic attack, but for other people, it could be tingling down their arms or in their feet or a heaviness on their shoulders or like a circling, big circling motion from their stomach to their chest, whatever it might be. So really with anxiety, I would say be mindful of what you read online and really connect to actually what's happening in mm. your um, in your body. Remember anxiety's job like we don't want to get rid of anxiety completely. Its job is to keep us alive, right? When we think yeah. about what actually happens, it like releases hormones like adrenaline and cortisol so we can run for faster, longer, feel less pain and all our um, senses are alerted because that's what served us when we were facing a predator for the hundreds of thousands of years that we lived in the wild. Yes. Right? So the last few hundred years when we've not needed these skills, like they've just not been wiped out of our brain yet. Yeah. Yeah. So um, like with procrastination, the same thing I see is the first problem is all the judgment and the self-criticism. So one of the things I really teach is like, of course you have anxiety. Everyone has anxiety, by the way, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> On, yes. It's like a spectrum. 
Um, and of course you have it because that's why our predecessors survived. So anyone that survived had this anxiety that they were able to survive and then they pass it down, right? right? So it's completely normal. Um, so I think those are two really important things. And the, the, listen, the, the, I will say that there is functioning and non-functioning with anxiety. If you are yeah. not getting out of bed and you are not able to hold down a job and you are not able to go to this shop and, you know, and things, very simple things, then maybe you aren't functioning. And then that's the level where I think you really need to be probably going to speak to a doctor and getting on some medication. But other, and most people fall in the other category. But the yes. problem is that the noise around anxiety is so much focused on this non-functioning type that when mm-hmm. we experience like a panic attack or, um, or, you know, some strong anxiety, we immediately go to, shit, there's something terribly wrong with me versus this is a normal reaction. And especially, um, so, so someone will say to me, well, I have anxiety about like a job interview coming up. Oh, right now, let's use the times we're in, right? So I have a yes. lot of anxiety because of coronavirus, right? I've obviously coached mm-hmm. like hundreds of people in the last month on this. And, um, and I'll say, okay, but what is it about coronavirus? Because it's not just coronavirus itself. Otherwise, every single yes. person in the world would be experiencing anxiety constantly. And then some people will say, well, because my family is in Europe. Some people will say because of the economy. Some people will say my family's business can't earn money. Some people will say, I don't, I'm, I'm you know, petrified to go to the shops and be around people. Some people mm. will say someone else told me, like someone else I know is ill or someone else I know died, like whatever it is. It's like where our brain focuses mm. that causes the anxiety. It's the thoughts in our brain that are creating yes. it because it's not coronavirus. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I think that's such a massive distinction to make for everyone listening here. It is coronavirus is not causing you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. I'm so excited to be talking to the amazing Vicky Louise from Vicky Louise Coaching and the amazing host of the very cool podcast, Fuck Anxiety and Get Shit Done. Welcome. <laughs> Thank it's you. Very I love direct. It. it immediately sets the tone, hey? Yeah, that's it. As soon as, and off air, I just said to you before, I was like, I, as soon as I saw the name of your podcast, I was like, I have to talk to this lady. This is my lady. (laughs) Right. Definitely. That's what I was going for. Excellent. Because it's to the point. And I think for the area that I operate in and the people and the, the entrepreneurs and business owners that I talk to, honestly, it's just the hardest thing, but the particularly just get shit done, get Mm. shit done. So stop procrastinating and get it done. That is, I think such a big um, problem across like the human race, right? It's so, and it's, but it's crazy. You think, why, why is it so hard? You've got stuff to do, just do it. But that's never really a solution. And I, when people say to me, oh, I know I should just do it, or I, you know, it's as simple as, and you go, no, there's a little bit more to it, right? Mm-hmm. Right. 
I think mm. part of the interesting thing is this like self-judgment that we go down, like I should be doing more. Why am I not doing it? Which keeps us further away from getting shit done. The more we're like down this spiral of like self-criticism, beating ourselves up, judging ourselves for how we are, the mm-hmm. more we are stepping away from doing what we said we would do. And like one of the things that I teach consistently is our brains are programmed to be lazy, right? It's no surprise <laughs> that procrastination is such a... It's such a widespread thing. Our brains are like, oh, that sounds like effort. We should conserve our energy in case like a predator comes and tries to eat us. Oh, 100%. Yeah. You are in my mind. (laughs) I see that. I do that all the time. You go, oh, that sounds hard and complicated and an effort. Hmm. I know. I'm going to go eat some more Tim Tams. Yay. Like that's so much more fun, right? I remember Tim Tams. Tim Tams are delicious. I used to live. In oh, Australia. it's an Aussie thing, isn't it? Ah, oh, yeah. keep forgetting. Oh, everyone's <laughs> going to know Tim Tams. They're the best. If you don't know it, well, then you're missing out, and you just haven't lived enough. That's all. That's all I'm saying about Tim Tams. All oh, right, they are not a sponsor of the show. <laughs> They're just. They should awesome. be. We should work on that. <laughs> they should be. <laughs> awesome. So let's go back. Let's go back. And I really, I'm always interested to know how people got to where they're at. So can you just give us a little overview that we did the intro at the start, but a little bit more of an overview of your business um, and how you work with people? Sure. So um, do you want me to tell a little bit about how I started as well? Yes, definitely. I want to dive into that too. Okay, perfect. So. Um, I, you know, did everything that I should do. I went to a really good university. I then went to go work in finance. I then went to go work in tech. I had a really good career. Everything was really on track in the, I call it pop, like perfect on paper, successful life. Mm -hmm. And I just wasn't doing what I wanted to do. And I think Mm. there comes a point where you get that choice to take responsibility for what you want. And what I really wanted was to help people. And I knew that from a young age, it was just like, oh, you're good at maths, you should work in finance. And I was like, yay, okay. (laughs) Everyone else should make my decisions for me. (laughs) Yes, I Um, love that logic. Like you're good at maths. Here, go deal with money. You go, yeah, that makes sense. And that's it. Like as if that's the only option, right? Right. You're good at this, therefore you do that. Right. Because it's like, it's not from a negative place. It's like society and schools and everyone just wants everyone to have successful careers by how they were Mm. defined 20 years ago versus entrepreneurship, Mm -hmm. which to me is like, what? I can do this entrepreneurship thing where I can create my own business and my own offerings and my own solutions to problems in the world. That sounds way more fun. Oh, definitely. (laughs) It definitely Um, is. Good choice. Yeah. So then, um, I left finance and I decided to go all in on coaching. And at the same time, I got the opportunity to co-found a tech startup. So clearly, well, it was about a year into my coaching. And I was like, I'm going to do both, obviously. That's a genius (laughs) idea. Let me do two businesses at the same time. And what happened was I woke up, um, I was waking up with anxiety every morning, like straight into panic attacks and here's the interesting thing as a life coach I had had people approach me about anxiety and I was like "Mm -mm, no way anxiety (laughs) is like deadly like you need to go see a doctor get on pills like that's not for coaching and here I was like having it in my life and um 
when I went to Google things, which never Google things, everything was like this disorder, like one in five adults have it. It's, you know, suffering all this stuff. And I was like, wait, this, this sounds terrible. Whereas what's actually happening is I'm waking up in a shortness of breath, you know, sometimes sweating, like I'm surviving and this is making me feel worse. And there was Mm. nothing out there like empowering people to like, Hey, this is normal. And that's when I started going into all the research of like how our brains work, why it exists, why we procrastinate, why we don't do what we say we're going to do. Um, mm. And really just saw this connection between anxiety and procrastination and stress management and to-do lists and like all these, all these things, all these like errors that aren't serving us and that yeah. aren't working. And so now I work one-on-one with people for like a six month solid period every week and we mm. start like reprogramming their brain. And so, and I teach them really how to stop believing everything their brain tells you. Cause if your brain tells you, you can't do something, you're like, Oh, can't do it. Won't try. It's like, mm. what if you could? <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. And I think the biggest, um, you know, sort of slogans that I'm hearing now are all around like productivity, uh, the hustle, the hard hustle, you know, um, sleep when you're dead, (laughs) all this stuff. Like we totally praise this type of work ethic, right? Whether, I mean, it's really big now in the entrepreneur world, but it's been around in corporates for a long time. And I've come from the background of my first business. I did all that. I was working to the bone. I mean, I loved every second of it. Um, this was before kids. It was, re- it was just me. So I actually had all the time in the world. Guys, if you don't have kids, you have all the time in the world. Um, so, <laughs> so I was working 24-7. Like I remember getting annoyed and frustrated that it was the weekend because that meant that I had to slow down or I couldn't work at the pace necessarily that I wanted to. And it was like, oh, you can't email people on the weekend or you can't. Do, do the phone calls and you can't have the coffee catch-ups that you need to, to, to keep the hustle going. Like I was so, I would get annoyed. It was the weekend. How crazy. Um, but I was, so I was doing that, but the thing is you do it and you do it and you do it. It's not sustainable. So I actually ended up burning out big time, right? Absolutely big time in such a massive way that I sold my business, everything that I owned and I moved to Africa. So that's not everyone's journey, but that certainly <laughs> was my reaction to burnout because of this ridiculous notion of we've got to keep burning ourselves and, and just running, 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 pushing, pushing, pushing. And it doesn't do us any good. And I don't think it made me any more productive. You know, I don't think I got any more done than if I actually took the time to take care of myself and just find, I guess, smarter ways to work right? So it's really crazy, this whole push, push, push. So I can only imagine, you know, the situation you just explained to us then and waking up with these panic attacks and you think, I've just got to push through it, right? I've just got to push through it. Like it's fine. Or this is normal. That's the other thing. When people go, this is just part of it. I just need to deal with it in terms of accept that it's part of my life. These panic attacks is feeling anxious rather than properly dealing with it and going, well, there's actually a better way to work. There's a better way of being, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. I think it's interesting how we've like glamorized this 
busyness when busy itself like isn't glamorous at all and and I think Mm. we are taught that time equals money and as an entrepreneur it's just absolutely not true value Mm. creates income and like the more successful I'm getting the less I'm working right like it's not about long hours and hustle at all so I don't have kids but I can also tell you Mm. that I'm not working all the time because Mm. another thing that we do right like we want to avoid being with our own brain so much maybe it's like Mm -hmm. self-criticism maybe it's self-judgment maybe it's always telling us to eat or drink whatever it might be but it can also be telling us to keep working right like we're Mm -hmm. not very good at being still and it's getting worse and worse because of our access to like Netflix and social media and constantly mm-hmm. it's like our brain's like well we constantly need to be doing rather than just being and that ability mm-hmm. to just be is you know that patience and that control and that that's what creates the feeling of being empowered and that trust like when you're building a business yes I see this a lot with clients where it's like they just want to get to that you know six figures now and it's like you, when you really yeah. know you're going to get there it doesn't matter whether you get there this month or next month, right? Because you have yes. this like confidence of like, it's, it's definitely going to happen. So I can do it the best way and I can find, you know, the best products and create the best program and find my perfect clients versus mm. I need it, need it, need it now, which is coming from that hustly, desperate, tiring place. And also yes. often when people are like, I'm working, you know, 18 hour days and I actually break down what they're doing or you know 15 hour days or 70 hour weeks whatever it might be like you're actually not doing as much as you think you are you think (laughs) you're doing but you're not because everything's taking you way too long you could do that way quicker yes yeah it's the busyness we're addicted to the busyness Mm. that's and that's just it, it I mean I look at it like an addiction as well you're right we can't just be and I think that's so crucial out of what you just said then is we have to relearn how to just be not necessarily do or you know always be doing just how do we be sitting with ourselves sitting with that uncomfortableness right and do you think as well with this whole busyness would you categorize it as a form of procrastination where we just busy ourselves with the mundane or the remedial rather than getting on with the real work or the the real stuff that we need to do yeah i call it productive procrastination i have actually have a podcast episode about it (laughs) our brain wants to avoid anything remember our brain's one job is to keep us alive so anything new is scary anything that exposes us to potential failure or rejection is scary so we want to do the known things we want to do um, what we've always been doing. I have one um, example where someone <laughs> invited loads of people over for Thanksgiving dinner. They're in the US. And on the day, they just decided instead of like making the food and planning everything to just like do their whole wardrobe. So it happens not even with work related <laughs> things. Anything where our brain's like, this is too much. It's like, what else can I do? Oh, I'm going to organize my whole closet an hour before people are coming to be you know maybe it was three hours before but still she was you know Mm. pushing it close um laundry is a very common one obviously yes because there's there's social media scrolling or netflixing or eating things that we're like oh i shouldn't be doing that and Mm. then we have the procrastination of like well this is a productive thing so it's okay to do this because i should be doing this but the bottom line is and one of the things i teach my clients is how to make decisions for your week 
and actually show up and do what you say you're going to do, right? Like, yes. stop, like that relationship we've built with ourselves of like, this is on the list, but I'll do it later, 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 later. It's like lying to ourselves and completely hammering away at your self-trust and your confidence and creating more stress and like adding to the mountain of mm. things that are literally weighing down on you versus mm-hmm. like making those decisions on like, actually, I think I should do this thing, but I'm never going to do it. Like, you know, it would be nice to write yeah. a book, but right now I've put, I've had that on my list for two years. Take it off the fucking list, right? It's not happening. <laughs> Get rid. It's only making yeah. you feel bad. It's making you feel worse. Oh my God. And as you were talking, I was just thinking this morning, I went to go run on my treadmill. My partner's just fixed our treadmill. I was bitching at him and bitching at him to fix it. (laughs) And it's been, it's been fixed for two weeks. Anyway, I finally put, you know, my running outfit on and then I had to, you know, relace my, my sneakers because they were just a bit off. Right. So I had to just, before I ran, I had to redo my laces. And then by that time, the kids are up and they're distracted and they're wanting food. And so I just, I spent the day walking around in my, in my running gear going, yep, there we go. And now the day's gone. And now I had to record a podcast. So, you know, I just couldn't do it today. I was too busy, Vicky, and it was all legitimate reasons. <laughs> right because our brain thinks everything is an emergency everything mm, yeah like everything every time something's going to come up and it's going to be an emergency because also like you teach your kids like how to treat your time you're like mm. you know mum's that 20 minutes like you know watch tv for all, like like it doesn't matter but yeah. that 20 minutes is my time for the schedule every you know twice a week or whenever it is and they know that then then you're teaching them how to be versus when you're like oh I'll just change what I'm doing to do whatever you need it's like you're gonna always find something that they need their kids are like hey I want your attention give me things that's it give it and give it now but you're absolutely right and I talk to so many and work with so many mums and women in business and I I do I agree with you I think we give away our time way too easily the kids is one the laundry is another I mean Mm. the fucking house seems to and cleaning the house seems to prioritize over anything what the hell who cares yes but then it's the same with women who are unsatisfied in their their jobs because their boss is asking too much of them but they give away their time like that so you know it's there's boundaries I guess that need to be set but once again I say that as if oh just set boundaries you know just say no like that whole drug campaign just say no I mean that didn't work Right. That didn't right. work back in the eighties. So what what is some what are some suggestions or some tips that you have for how we can, I guess, notice this procrastination, even yeah. though we tell ourselves it's productive. And then how do we, I guess, really protect our time? Right. So the problem the, we think and I had a client yesterday that said like the you know she doesn't know why she's not doing her yoga because she was saying it was because she didn't have time because of her, her business and then mm. her partner but he's had to go back to Spain because of what's been going on whatever so now mm. she's literally by herself not doing it and here's the best thing right all of her bullshit excuses have literally left the fucking house <laughs> and it's like wait why am I still not doing it right because underneath it was the belief that it's not going to work for her anyway nothing's working she's done it for so Mm. long she's not getting results she doesn't feel better like if what if she actually keeps trying and it doesn't keep working and that's what Mm. I see all the time 
the problem is not your schedule the problem is a how committed are you to doing mm. the thing on that because if it's a 10 out of 10 you're going to get it done no matter what and if it's not a 10 out of 10 admit that it's not a 10, 10 out of 10 and then really decide probably to take it off the goal list yes. secondly because that like that again ruins our relationship with like well I can't do things that I want no if you really want something I promise you you are getting it like she really wanted to have her coffee in yeah. her half an hour break instead of doing the yoga she had her coffee right yeah that's it that's it oh my Ben and Jerry's ice cream he, he they're always there when I need them right no you doubt. really want it yeah. more than you want to go running <laughs> So the first thing is owning what you want and, and checking that commitment. The second thing is like looking into why are you procrastinating? Because it's mm. one of three reasons consistently. One, you've decided to define yourself as a procrastinator. That's just who you are. And then you're a victim to your own self-concept, right? Like, yes. well, this is me. I'm just going to forgive myself for procrastinating all the time. Mm. Bullshit. <laughs> Secondly... Mm. So secondly, um, our thoughts about the task at hand, this isn't going to be fun. This is going to be hard. Am I going to mess up? Everyone's going to judge me. This might not work. And third, our thoughts, and you just touched on this with the boss, our thoughts about the people involved, right? Like, yeah. oh, my boss is a dick. I don't want to do this. I hope it's okay that I'm swearing so much. Oh, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> anxiety, like that, it doesn't have anything to do with anxiety. It is the thoughts in your head that are causing the anxiety. Which then to me, I mean, for me, when I first learned this, I suddenly felt so much more empowered and like, oh, wow, if I'm the cause, then I can be the solution as well, right? Right. This is now something that I can, I can do something about this. I don't have to wait until the wind changes direction and maybe I'll feel better. It's like, I can actually do something about it now, even though at the time I was like, I don't know what to do, but that wasn't the point. It was like, I can find tools. I can gather resources, but this whole thing is totally within my control. Right. Like, so we have 60,000 thoughts a day, but you're catching up. It's fantastic. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, my boss is a dick. Um, my friend isn't respecting me. This guy that I'm dating isn't caring enough whatever it might be mm. um so our thoughts about the people involved so identify what it is and then where like coaching comes in it's a either shifting your self-concept which is a deeply powerful work b yeah. changing the way we think about our things so for example with your exercise if you go into it thinking this is an effort it's going to be tiring and then we'll have shower and I don't have time and like I don't know if it's going to work and if it's going to feel good and I'm not losing the weight that I want to lose or I'm not feeling fitter or healthier then Mm. let's reframe it to like what are the benefits that you get right now for example it's 20 minutes by myself I love listening to music I love loosening up my body it sets me up for the whole day when you redirect your brain to thoughts that are serving you you're not using willpower which doesn't work right Mm, doesn't last a long time you're using like your genuine beliefs to shift it and it's the same with our thoughts about the people like let's not focus on the other person so if someone has a business where they serve clients like focus on your ideal client that really needs you not on the person that's commented on your facebook app and honestly there's no better time while we're in quarantine at the moment um you know just just miss one episode of something of netflix just pause it give yourself a 20 minute gap and just 
be, like we said at the top of the episode, just practicing that, trying to be and reflect. And yes, it's, it could be uncomfortable. And yes, it could be anxiety inducing. And yes, you, you could really want to just get out of your own skin. But that's kind of part of it. That's part of the experience. And that is going to bring up a greater awareness for you. So once again, you can be more proactive and I guess minimize as you go on into the future, get more and more tools and experience in this and minimize that um, potentially harmful impact that it, that it does have. And, it, and you don't have to wait till it gets to that hardcore anxiety, panic attacks, you can't function sort of space. You know, you can almost get to it before that happens right and you just said mm -hmm. something really important there that I think we should highlight for your listeners which is so often people come to me and they're like I want to change everything I'm just going to change everything <laughs> all at once I'm going to exercise more eat cleaner coach with you um, change my job launch my dream business and it's like what is going on <laughs> 10 minutes start building change 10 minutes at a time like my podcast episodes are actually around 10 minutes long each because nice. that's how I think we create change it's like small consistent mm. change is more important than like a three-hour run today if you've not run all week right yeah like yeah when we speak about how to stop procrastinating and how to get shit done one of what's more important than like finishing everything on your to-do list today and finishing at 10 p.m tonight in order to make that happen is mm. consistently showing up and doing what you say you are going to do now that starts with maybe one small thing of like i'm going to do a 10 minute meditation every morning at 9 a.m or 7 a.m or evening at 9 p.m whenever it might be and mm. something as simple as or a 10 minute walk or 10 minutes of reading right in that 10 minutes every day once you've done that for two weeks you've built a new trust in yourself that you can mm. consistently do things that is so much more important than getting everything done on your to-do list no matter what today Mm, that's true. That's very true. And such, I mean, yeah, such an important aspect. I do want to highlight for everyone though, that these are awesome tactical and practical steps that we've been talking about, but there is always more, right? So there's these things that you can do to get yourself started on your journey, but there's no kind of one hit wonder solution. This is sort of ongoing long-term steps that you need to take. And if you find that um, more stuff is coming up or maybe you're, you're struggling to shift these patterns, then go see a coach. Guys, this is what I keep saying to people. We are in our own heads 24-7. It's hard to, to for us in our own brains to pick out what is working, what is not, what is true, what is not, where, where are we limiting ourselves? Where could we expand more? You're already in your own head. And sometimes we do need the help of an outsider, maybe a trusted friend or colleague, maybe a partner or family member. Maybe we need to go the next step again, get a coach, get a therapist, whatever that is. Um, I always think we need outside help and support to really, right. really help us reflect. And once again, to get to know ourselves better. You're with yourself all the time. So it's too easy to miss these things. Right. And I love yeah. what you said. And it's even interesting noticing uh, when you're making that decision, notice the different relationship that you'll have with friends and family, a coach and a therapist, because friends yes. and family are amazing. But they, what I found in my life is 
they just want you to be happy, right? So like yeah. whatever the shortest route to happiness is, if you're not happy in your job, leave it. If you're not happy with the guy, leave him. If you're not happy single, go find someone. How can we find <laughs> someone for you? Let's find someone together. Whereas with yes. the coach, it's not just like, it's not people pleasing you. It's like giving you that, that responsibility and that ability to respond and yes. create and like actionable tools so you can start taking that shift in your life so people don't come to me for advice right I teach them yes. how to use their brain to make shifts that they want to so for example making I call it becoming a decision making ninja like how to yes. make quick decisions so you are constantly creating what you want in life and then same with a the therapist right like why what is it that you are looking for because there's certain things so um therapy for example is much more about you speaking you speaking than than uh it's like a diagnostic relationship right you're yes. a patient and it's a re really good opportunity to speak about things in the past that you've never spoken about before so for mm. anyone listening that's thinking I need someone else in my own brain I completely agree we all need yes need that mirror but bear in mind what you're going to get when you go to different people because like if mm. you're looking for that validation then your family and friends are amazing and they're such a good place to go to but I, I'm completely different when I'm speaking to my friends. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Your boss is a dick. Whereas if a client says that, I'm like, why do you think that? How do you mm. feel when you think that? How do you show up for work? And then how do you feel about what you're producing at work? Do you like this version of you? How can we give you the power back instead of giving your power back to your boss, right? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's knowing what level of support and help that you need. Absolutely. And that's so crucial. Everyone go out and just get a freaking coach. All right, guys. I think that's the moral of this episode. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, we're going to, yeah, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> Surprise. We've got it. That's it. That's it. We know it. We know it. We're here. Now quickly, just before we wrap up, tell me what do you love most about what you're doing right now? Mm, yes. Love that question. So good. So, um, I guess one of the, what I think, how I think of like my people when they come to me is I think everyone in this world has solutions that only they will see to problems through their lens, right? Every single individual based on their background, their life story, where they're living, where they've worked, who they've interacted with, how they've eaten, whatever it might be. Everyone has the potential to create solutions that the world needs but what we do is we stay safe listening to our primitive brain telling us we're gonna die and we can't create and we have to stay in the perfect on paper life or not even perfect sometimes imperfect on paper life the mediocre mm. life and really how i see it is like i'm building like an army <laughs> right of people yes. that are shifting the world that are making the world a better place by creating solutions to things to problems that I don't even know exist, right? Someone will come to yes. me like, oh, that's interesting. Um, and it's not to say that I even only work with entrepreneurs because I know you do, but I even don't. But it's like, even how you show up in your personal relationships, like as an example of someone who is getting their shit together and taking responsibility and producing at that highest level and really mm. stepping out of the pity party that our brain wants to keep us in, right? It's not you, this is not, this is our brain working exactly as it should and really stepping into like feeling empowered especially when it comes to things like you know managing stress managing overwhelm managing anxiety and getting shit done that you want to do yes. like for everyone listening think about this one question where would your life be now if you had done everything that you wanted to do for the past month for the past three months for the past uh, year yes it would be fucking Absolutely. insane 
insane unstoppable right <laughs> unstoppable yes yes i love it i love it vicky can you tell everyone where they can find you if they want to know more uh, we will have links in the show notes but just share with everyone now yeah so it's vickylouise.com that's v-i-k-k-i l-o-u-i-s-e and i even have a free fuck anxiety guide you can get if you go to vickylouise.com forward slash guide and Instagram is Vicky Louise underscore 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 because Vicky Louise was taken. <laughs> uh, so that's three underscores. Love and obviously it. the podcast, which is fuck anxiety and get shit done, but spelt the polite way. So it's F asterisk C K anxiety and get S H asterisk T done. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. Thank you so much for your time. This has been awesome. I mean, we could talk, we could talk for so much longer, but I really want to honor your time. Thank you. Thank you. And I think we're definitely going to have more conversations um, on this podcast with you for sure. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so fun. Such an honor to be invited. Thank you so much. I love it. Thank you. It's like our subconscious brain. We have subconscious thoughts and conscious thoughts. And a conscious thought is one that you choose to believe. Like, Maybe a conscious choice thought that I have is like women deserve equal pay. And then a subconscious thought when I'm going for a conversation about my pay rises, yeah, I shouldn't ask for more because they'll think I'm greedy. Right. Can you see yeah. that yeah. those can both exist in the same person's brain? Yes. Yes. So and our, cause massive conflict. Our, right. And a lot of our anxiety inducing thoughts aren't thoughts that we're choosing to think. Right? Yes. It's just like our yeah. brain being like, we're going to die. You're going to, even when you ha experience anxiety, people will tell me once I notice the anxiety, then my brain tells me I'm going to die. Yeah. <laughs> Which creates more anxiety, right? So it's like yeah. getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So yes. um, noticing those think those thought errors, those thinking patterns, like what is it that you are thinking to go back to our example? What is it you are thinking about coronavirus that's creating anxiety? Are you thinking you aren't going to be able to pay your rent? You're going to be kicked out. You're not going to be able to feed your family. Like what is going on? Because those thoughts, by the way, existed mm. before Corona and will exist after Corona because people lose their jobs, you know, constantly all the time. Yep. Yeah. People die constantly in life. Like nothing actually. Yeah people these thoughts have always been available for us so just because i think more people are experiencing them now and talking about them now and our brain that's one job is to keep us alive and is a high alert for any danger is being you know shown the media and these stories constantly of course you are experiencing anxiety of course. yeah right yeah. now it's doing its job everything's working yeah <laughs> yeah tick your brain is working it means you're alive if you're freaking out right now you're welcome. Right. You're alive. Right. right. <laughs> if you're procrastinating more than ever, if you find it a bit more difficult, yes. if you're suddenly like overeating a little bit or drinking a little bit more than extra or not exercising or sleeping later, like whatever it is, yeah, that's your brain trying to conserve <laughs> energy because it thinks you're about to die. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> it thinks you're no. about to die. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's such an important, I think we can't emphasize this enough as well because I, for for what I've seen, the more people are aware of their own thought patterns, aware of their own habits and inclinations and tendencies, the more that they can go, okay, what's this telling me, right? We're in this period of time, but what's this telling me about what I'm thinking? Is this, you know, you mentioned before, is this resourceful? Is this helping me or is it holding me back? Okay, so now I can actually take some steps and do. Now I can reach out to Vicky Louise and say, "Hey, I'm going to need some help." You know, like mm -hmm. now you can just be aware. So that first step is just 
noticing what is going on. Like I think everyone's mission should be to get to know themselves. Hey team, thanks for joining me. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast and you rate and review wherever you listen to your podcast. Every little bit helps. I'm so excited to be sharing this journey with you. Love some feedback and we'll see you next time.